Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Welcome to the 590 High School Sports Show. Here's your host. Powered by Texas Podcast Media. Craig Irwin. Toby Tolles. And Trent Hart. And good evening. Welcome to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart here in the hot box at Texas Podcast Media. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Kind of a day behind of being able to get up here in the hot box and uh, put this show together this week, Trent. But we have made it. Well, we've made it, and uh, we've made it through uh, the 2023 season of Texas high school football. And uh, what a season it has been. And it uh, was definitely an exciting week last week. If uh, some of y'all didn't catch some of the games that were at AT AT&T Stadium, you were missing out. Um, I was able to catch a few of them. Um, Of course, we're, you know, like you said, a day late on the the podcast, but but you and I both trying to wrap up uh, work related, real life work related things uh, before we get to the end of the year. But at least we're getting to it. We're here. We're going to talk about football, close things out, and uh, you know, get this show on the road, man. And I'm going to tell you, uh, it's been it was a rough weekend, right, for me. And from Thursday, we're actually Wednesday all the way through. Saturday night was pretty busy. I worked my tail off. Like I worked more hours in overtime than I did straight time last week. It just absolutely kicked my tail. But at the end of the day, it's over with. I I was able to scoreboard watch, so that was worth it. But we did. We had some really, really good football games. Uh had a team win a state championship, first time since 1975. Had the biggest crowd there. We're going to talk about that this week. Uh, we're going to talk about our pickums. We had our yeah. we had our pickums here on the on the 590 Sports. They're on Facebook. Uh, we had that going over there, and uh, had a number of people, probably ten or eleven people, get in there on the pickums. And, and you and I did our pickums. And uh, we'll we'll reveal that how that worked out uh, as we yeah. progress on here on the Five Ninety Sports Show at TexasPodcastMedia dot com. But uh, Randy's Rubs, they were gracious enough to uh, they've been right here with us all year long. They were gracious enough to throw in a, a four pack of seasoning, and uh, I threw in a "We'll See You at the Game" shirt uh, from Five Ninety Sports Show. Then if you're interested in one, you can message us on the Facebook page, 590 Sports, and uh, we'll get you hooked up. We've got some still available. So uh, if you're remotely close to us and I can meet you, they're $20. If I got to ship them, I'm $25 to ship it. and uh, It'll be in your at your front door within a couple of days, right? Depending, not really, can't really say that with Christmas going on right now, but uh It'll get there in a timely fashion per the United States Postal Services. We'll we'll leave it at that. 
So, uh, but if you're interested in one, uh, we'll dang sure get one shipped out to you. So, uh, messages on Facebook and stuff. I'm Craig Irwin, 590 Sports. Got Trent Hart on the other side there with Anawak Sports Live. And, and last week we kind of dropped it that, uh, we've been doing these podcasts together, but we're going to kind of, we're going to merge everything together. We're going to become one. Yeah. And then we'll have to get a whole brand new sheet t-shirt made. Well, we'll still have the 590 sports show. I mean, that yeah, we'll have, it's we'll established. Have the 590 sports show for sure. That's going to keep, that's going to stay the same. So, uh, we'll have that podcast every single week. Like we have been doing all year. Uh, the, really the, the things that are going to change are the, the week to week, probably live broadcasts and the, the social medias and, and, uh, all of that stuff. It'll be more of a regional coverage, hopefully for, uh, for this upcoming merger that we keep talking about now and that's and you we talked about it i've been more the 59 corridor right and you and you got to dip down in the golden triangle with the way the districts are but and you've been exclusive pretty much anawak until you get to the playoffs and uh then you kind of branch out from there my broadcasting aspect has been specifically cold spring for the last since 2010 or so so but with all of that being said uh part of our part of our dream and our vision with this and where we're going to go is is a game of a game of the week if not okay. two games a week uh to be able to get out and uh broadcast and bring some different games live streams and, and be able to talk about those so that's kind of part of what our vision is uh between trent and yeah. i and uh, kind of grow we'll from there. Our, we'll have our, you know, we're we're not going to abandon Cold Spring and Anawai by any means. That's that's not, we don't want anybody getting any crazy ideas. Um, we're still going to have, you know, our exclusive school coverage. Um, that being, you know, probably Cold Spring and Anawai, you know, things change, who knows. But uh, hopefully expanding on that a little bit and covering a couple of more schools while at the same time, like you said, do a game of the week and uh you know highlight uh, a special game that uh, that's going to be happening in, in our region and uh it's exciting i'm i'm excited i think uh you know we're we're definitely looking toward the future going toward the right direction so some of those uh people out there that are listening to us who might want to uh, to uh you know get involved keep your ear you know the all of our socials and facebooks and on the podcast we're going to keep letting people know of how things progress and uh, maybe how y'all can get involved. Maybe your business wants to get involved in somehow and try to branch out there. So going to be a lot of opportunity, uh, not just for us, but for our communities. No, most definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the growth and uh, it's putting uh, you and I putting this together and growing. And I know Alex is probably going to be on board with us uh, through Perfect. all of this. So uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. And I'm looking forward to growing and getting, getting bigger and better, you know. Um, but back to the 590 Sports Pickups is uh, Terry Mills. Uh, I posted it. Sunday night, he went seven and three on the Pickums, and uh, he won him that four packs of Randy's Rubs from Randy'sRubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Y'all go check those guys out. Uh, not much time left till Christmas, but if you want to get somebody a New Year's present, I can promise you that it'll get there quick. So uh, go go visit our good friends over there at Randy's Rubs, Randy'sRubs.com. 
and uh, check out all their social medias, their TikToks. If you want to get hungry, go watch their TikToks because Randy throws down in their outdoor kitchen at his house. He's got some good stuff that he puts together, so uh, a lot of fun. But uh, I want to congratulate Terry Mills. He went 7-3 and three on the Pickums, and uh, he listens. And I was messaging him Monday or Sunday, and uh, he listens to every one of our podcasts. And uh, the cool thing is Terry lives right here in Cold Spring. He's got a son that's a junior this year. Well, yes, he's a junior this year. will be a senior next year. So, uh, anyway, they follow high school football pretty heavy. So, um, it's cool. Somebody local was able to win. I didn't have to ship anything out. And uh, he came pick them up at the ballpark, checked out the new concession stand yesterday, and uh, was able to look at all that. We got a picture and uh, – got them you know got on their way so they got to see what was going on up at the cold springs youth sports association and the new concession stands all that stuff so uh good stuff but man let's jump let's dive into some football trent man I, it, the six man is that that's what we're going to start with right i mean one a division two that uh that was uh uh t- let's see it was the oglesby benjamin game right and I, I was able to catch that game uh we talked about six man a lot you know uh, last week we talked about how high paced it is how action-packed it is and it did not disappoint uh these two six-man games were awesome to, to watch i mean even though the scores may not uh, reflect that that much but it just shows how much scoring was done benjamin got the win 82 to 34 over oglesby um all on the back of uh, Grayson Rigdon. And, uh, you know, I was able to watch this kid. And I tell you what, what a what an awesome job that he did uh, for Benjamin that entire game. Uh, it was just an amazing thing watching them do go back-to-back state championships for Benjamin. Uh, you know, it was the third consecutive state title uh, for, for Rigdon. Uh, that kid was playing at, uh, where was it? The uh, the show, the show that they had uh, for that six man team in Texas. Yes, I know what you're talking blank. about. I just can't think of the name of it. <laughs> now my mind just went blank. They got the S on their helmet, uh, but uh, he played for them the year prior. So this was his third consecutive state uh, state title game, uh, third consecutive win for Wigan, and also. Um, you know, he was a finalist for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. He was the game's MVP. Um, nothing more that I can say uh, to elaborate on what he was able to do. Um, but, uh, you know, what a showing uh, that they made and dominant performance over Oglesby. So that. so, so that just goes to tell you, you said, you said it, that was his third state title. Right. Does that mean that there's recruiting going on? in the six man well his his dad is obviously a coach for benjamin now, right not the head coach but uh let's 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 talk about that for a second right it, it's it's common knowledge in texas high school football that you know coaches are usually reached out or hired for their kids all the time no. or their kids i mean let's let's face it they if you've got an athlete that that is a kid uh, that you know that you can hire a coach for and can be contribute to your football team in big ways like Rigdon did right then it's gonna happen right it happens a lot 
Um, and that's, you know, that's why there's a constant coaching shuffle, uh, especially right around this time of year. And if you want to talk about coach, coaches leaving, we're not even to the 3A level yet, but one that uh, surprised me, and it actually it was announced about five or six days ago, uh, Coach Smalley out of Orangefield is leaving for Bre- Bridge City, his that- alma mater. Uh, that was a big, uh, big announcement, especially down here in our uh, 3A district at Anahuac and East Chambers and uh, and down here that we cover. That Whenever you text me and told me that, I was pretty shocked by hearing that with the yeah. uh, with the success that he's had there in Orangefield, right? Uh it right. really it really shocked me whenever you told me that, but you know, the coaching carousel has already started and and oh, we yeah. we talk about it and we talk about these coaches moving and their kids and so on and so forth. Anawak was a, a product of it in the 2022 season, right? Right, Got- it might be a product of a of it again. I'm not going to elaborate on rumor, but I'm hearing I'm hearing rumblings that uh that particular quarterback might return. Uh, I can't confirm nor deny, uh, but there's, there are those rumors being flying around. But like you said, the coaching carousel, the coaching shuffle is happening already. It, it uh, is. Coaches, and, and we yeah, got a show there. just in itself, just on the coaching carousel. And you could, I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's coaches being let go. There's coaches that are making moves to other schools. Uh, I think Matt Stepp even mentioned, uh, and we'll talk about PNG here in a little bit, probably at length. Uh, but uh, you know, he might see he's a hot ticket item in the state of Texas right now. If you think about it, and what he's been able to do for the Port Natchez Indians. So, um, I mean, even Coach Fan in there in Franklin, um, making he's coached there four years and been to the state title game four times. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a, he is a very sought after coach. Doubt that he'll leave there, but I mean, like you said, we could we could have an entire show. To talk about how coaches move around and how schools uh, go out and get these coaches and kids, their kids are a big part of how that works. No, I agree with you, and and and, and as you said, it, it's a topic and it, it's a show in itself, much like the realignment and everything coming up. So we got a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about here on the Five Ninety Sports Show. Um, as we get wrapped up here, and we're going to throw like some cliffhangers and and, and stuff and talking about things and then we will elaborate on them this will be our last show of 2023 we're going to take off next week and uh with christmas being on monday and uh, i hope all y'all have your christmas shopping done do not forget to buy for your wives yeah don't don't forget that yeah i'm taking mine i'm taking mine to lake charles we're going for three we're going three consecutive days which might end up being uh an issue if you want to go on to spend too long in Lake Charles, I'll take your money quick. That ain't no lie. That ain't no lie. Let's jump into that 1A Division One game before we take a break. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, Gordon faced Westbrook. Uh, both of us, and we'll talk about our pick while we're at it. Let's back up a little bit. Both of us picked Benjamin for the previous game that we talked about, right, the Division Two game. Yes. The Division One game saw Gordon take on Westbrook. We both took Gordon in this, and we kind of went against the grain of what – the uh, the experts, so to speak, that were in the other media outlets. Uh, although I saw some splits in there, but Gordon takes the win, seventy to twenty. And something that I didn't mention in this first game is that in six man football, the, there's a bunch of different rules. Right, right. They, it's they totally different yards. than eleven man. Yeah, they have to have fifteen yards to get a first down. They they can kick a uh, an extra point, which will equal up to two points. 
instead of just one, right? Um, they also have the rule of whether they're, if they're leading by 45 points or more by halftime or later, then that game is pretty much gone by the mercy rule. Both of these six-man games went that route by the mercy rule, which you hate to see in a state title game, but it did happen. Gordon beating them 70 to 20. And, uh, you know, that was another game that I watched. And again, these were super fun uh, to to behold. And um, I think that, uh, you know, you can say that uh, Gordon is back to what their former glory was. And now they're looking towards the future glory. No, I agree with you. They're looking at, they're, they're back to where they were. And now it's, now it's let's soar above and beyond. Right. It right. is where Gordon is. And, and our pickums went, I think pretty well overall. We dropped a couple games that we weren't expect. We, that could have went either way. And one of them was a three point game. And, and we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, I just hate I didn't get to watch it, but had a lot of good games this last week, and uh, we're going to talk about it and a lot more here on the 590 Sports Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about 2A and work our way up. You're listening to the 590 Sports Show on Texas Podcast Media. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-672. 3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart here in the Hotbox Texas Podcast Media Trent with Anawak Sports Live. Craig, 590 on Sports coming to you here at Texas Podcast Media with our mediocre style podcast, but a lot of fun with this stuff. We wrapped up the 1A football games, and uh, we're going to jump into the 2A. And I'm letting Trent kind of drive this thing. I've Today, it hit me. My sinuses, they just absolutely tore me up. And... uh put a whooping on me so i'm letting trent kind of drive this thing but uh we're going to jump into some two-way football and we're going to talk about terry busby a little bit there over there at Tempson and and uh pretty good little deal well the texas a&m commit terry bussy i mean he put on a show he was as advertised i mean they were uh, toting this kid to be uh hands down the best high school quarterback in the state of texas and in the nation to agree uh, yeah, in the nation, the most most sought after recruit in the nation, and I don't, I can't argue with that. Even at the two A level, you don't hear that too much about uh, a top recruit, you know, in the nation coming out of the two A level. Uh, but he put on a, a just a show, uh, you know, on Wednesday night, getting the win over the Timpson, uh, Timpson getting the the win um, over a Toller, forty nine to seven. 
uh, to secure, secure their first state championship in program history. Um, you know, it basically took them only one half of football uh, to rewrite the Class 2A Division One state championship record books. And, uh, you know, there was a lot that happened in that football game. Four, where, you know, four 2A state records and tied yes. the field goal records. Right. Yeah, there was there was just records going all over the place in this game. Uh, but the, the playmaking ability of uh, Bussy is what really stood out and separated the Bears from the Rattlers. And, uh, you know, they were really toting that uh, that Rattler. Uh, was it the snake? Now, what did they call it? I can't even remember now. Uh, the snake pit or snake farm. That's what it was, snake farm, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, they had a little video package for that. But the video package that they had for Terry Bussy, that was a really uh, heartwarming uh, story that he had losing his mom and losing his sister and, you know, ex- still excelling the way that he has over the last few years despite that loss. And, um, you know, he uh, he showed out. I mean, he had 155 yards, two touchdowns rushing uh, while adding another 311 yards and four touchdowns through the air. This kid is stout, and no wonder he's going to Texas A&M. And played on the defensive side of the ball as well and had like seven tackles in the game, yeah. solo tackles yeah. in the game. Just unbelievable numbers. But back to your story that you you was talking about, Valley Sports put that program together. And uh, I seen it on TikTok the other day, and uh, I sent it to you. And, and I, I'm not going to lie, it brought a tear to my eye whenever, whenever you hear the story. Uh, raised by a single mom you know, uh, the majority of his life. And, uh, he talks about his mom working, you know, three and four jobs to make sure he was able to play sports. And and it's not just, he's not just a standout football athlete, track, basketball, baseball. He stands at, he's, he excels in everyone, you know? And so he lost his mom two years ago. And then in 2022, he was Mr. Texas high school football and then, and he was living with his sister after he lost his mom, and then he loses right. his sister, and now is currently living with his little league football coach. Right. He he lives with. I think the the, the video package mentioned that he he lives with his coach during the week, and then goes and visits his other stays with his other sister during the weekends. And uh, you know, there was uh, nothing bad that that coach could say you know about him and and how of a outstanding young man that he is uh not just you know playing football but just in general and uh it was it was a great video package that valley sports put together so credit to them for uh really diving deep into his story because it you know it really adds to you know why he's going to texas a&m and you, you talk about college coaches and recruits and what they're looking for in players um you know, it's it's just more it's or it's just or more about their character than it is about their play. Well, right? and, and that's it. That's in any sport at any college level. No, you're exactly right. And you, and you go look at the kids that go play at the next level. You know, most of them are going to be kind of molded real close to what Terry Busby is, and and uh, for him to be to went through what he's went through. I mean, he had two options to go. Right, he could have went down the wrong road or the road that he's on and he he chose the right road but it has to do with the community that he's surrounded around up in Timpson you know and and 
everybody being there and being a close knit community of what they are is what helped make him what it is. But another aspect to it is, is we watch a lot of football. You and I do, uh, throughout the season, we call a lot of kids. This kid is that it factor, right? He is that kid that you watch on the football field and he's like, he is that kid. And I watched some of that game. Me, you and I were texting back and forth. Yeah. And uh, I was at Gringo's watching the game. And uh, we had to go to an orchestra deal for my niece. Anyway, <clears throat> he it, just his breakaway speed, everything that he has, his vision on the field is just unbelievable. But that kid, if you watch that Timson game, that is the it factor that that we talk about whenever we're on the show and we're talking about it you know, particular athletes and so on and so forth. Terry Busby, if you want a definition of the it factor, he is the it factor. Well, and to add to it, I mean, not only did he get offensive MVP of the football game, which is more than well-deserved, you know, he had a 93-yard touchdown touchdown run uh, to set the Class 2A Division II record for the longest rushing touchdown in state championship history. And, uh, you know, like we said, this was a, a game where records were meant to be broken and, um, you know, he has, you know, many accolades to, to, to tack on, but uh, to probably get that state title in his final game of high school football uh, before he moves on to Texas A&M was probably something pretty special. No, that, I agree with you a thousand percent. Moving into 2A Division Two, you have Martin Albany in, in another good game. Albany pulls out the win, and we've talked about Mart extensively coming out of Region 3 and, and looking at things. And, and we talked about a lot about the Mart Love Lady matchup that was coming up in the state semifinals uh, that we had. But Albany able to pull this one out and get the win over Mart. Well, the this game kind of started off uh, back and forth. Uh, the, you know, the first uh, quarter was really exciting to watch and mostly defense, but. Uh, no, Albany, they took advantage of, uh, you know, their excellent field position late in the first half uh, and then really did not look back. 28-10 uh, to 10 was the final, like you mentioned. Um, their second state title in, in consecutive seasons. Uh, but uh, trailing, you know, trailing 7-3 to three with under three minutes remaining in the first half, the Panthers, you know, they tried uh, very – to get close in, in the first half strong. But uh, Mark quarterback uh, Medlock – and there was a lot of medlocks. If you were listening to the to the announcers, uh, there were, there was that family was strong there in Mark, uh, but it's kind of a disappointing uh, performance. And I think uh, you can see it on the faces of the fans and uh, the coaches, and especially the players. Uh, you know, that was just not what they were expecting, nor is it's not up to the level of Mark Panther football. Well, and, and you know, you go into that game and. and this is a product of of being dominant through 15 games, right? 16 games in the season and being very dominant and just having your way with your opponents. And then all of a sudden you get to the final game of the season. Now you're met with, with somebody of your caliber or bigger. And, and it's, in my opinion, it's all about coaching and how the coaches handle the kids and talk to the kids going into that, right? And, and getting their mindset to where, hey, you're playing the same caliber football team or better than what you are, you know, and, and it's about defeat, right? And you get yourself by – you find yourself the, 
these kids, right? Because we're talking about 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. They find themselves where they've dominated all of their life or their whole high school career, and now all of a sudden they're they're the ones being dominated. They don't know how to handle that. So No, they don't. And, and that's, you know, that was something that I was, I think I was texting you um, during this game. And, you know, I understand the emotion. I understand the frustration. But you, in, in these type of games, it's, it's, it's those type of moments that either make or break you. Yes. And if you're going to, if you get, if you get too frustrated and too down on yourself and start getting frustrated with your teammates, you know, this was not, a blowout game at the point of the third or even the fourth quarter. Mart still had a chance there in in the second half to try and come back and make a football game out of it. But I feel like that the the emotions got the better of them and the frustrations got the better of them. And, you know, it's uh, it's easier said than done, but you've got to keep your composure. Uh, during these type of games, and it, it, it comes down to which team is going to rise above that. Um, I think this is one of two games that I mentioned that uh, the game was going to be won in the trenches. And Albany's defensive and offensive front did that. They were they were getting in the backfield and stopping Mark on the defensive side a lot, and that's what contributed to that frustration, uh, especially for Mark quarterback because he just could not get anything going, get in a rhythm. Uh, but, you know, it was an outstanding performance for, for the offensive side for Albany as well. Uh, their running back Hill got the most valuable player, 132 yards, um, you know, had a touchdown. Uh, that's, uh, I think he had two in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, they just, uh, Mart was definitely the most dominant team in that football game. No, they were, and I agree with you. I didn't get to watch that game, but I agree with you 100% uh, uh, them being the more dominant football team. Jumping up into 3A Division One, wrapping up on the Thursday games, you had Franklin and Malakoff in that game. Both of us picked Franklin to win that game, I believe, and uh, Malakoff comes out with a win 14-7 to over the Lions, and uh, – you know, as being a broadcaster for Cold Spring football, it's going to be a team, that Franklin Lions team, I feel like it's going to be a team we're going to see a lot of uh, in the 2024-2025 football season. Well, you're right. The the You know, we haven't seen the last of the Franklin Lions. Just because they, they dropped uh, this particular state uh, football game doesn't mean that they're they're down and out, right? They're, uh, they're loaded. They're pretty young. They've got a lot of young talent. Um We've seen this team over the last four years. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, Coach Mark Fannin has has been there for four years, and he's taken this team to the state title game four years in a row. There's no reason why they won't be in contention for it next year, um, because they've got they've got the tools to make it happen. Um, and just to just to stop you right there, we, we you know this game was played. What time was this game played on? Thursday. Believe that was, uh, believe it was the second game. It was the second. It was in the middle of the, uh, the day. Yes. Right? Uh, fourteen to seven football game, a closer football game than any other football game, leading into that. Right. Whether it was on Wednesday or on this one, so this was definitely the more, uh, exciting game to watch. You know, being close in score. 
Um, and the reason I bring that up is because of the formatting. And I don't know how many people out there agree with this type of football game or even Division One football games in general not being in prime time. Well, like it, it has you, to. Maybe you maybe you have a little bit more of more of an insight there. Well, so if you go back and you look year in and year out, the way they do the scheduling of the games, one year they'll do division two, then division one. Then the next year they do division one, then division two. Uh, even at the six, a level for, for Duncanville and North shore to be playing at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, you would think that game would be the primetime game at 7 PM, which was DeSoto and, and, um, summer Creek. So that that the UIL alternates them back and forth. That way they have something to talk about and, and you know, they can't say, Oh, well, division two's getting all the or division one's getting all the primetime spots, you know. So they that's their participation okay. type deal, right? So so it, it switches then, right? Yes. Every year it switches I, back and forth. And I couldn't remember if it did or didn't. So that I mean that that answers my question then. Um you know, I was I was I was wondering that the entire weekend, like, well, why isn't that you know game being played at this time or that time? And so, I mean, that answers my question. But this game, uh, you know, Malakoff wasn't picked by most media people like you and I, or right. even on uh, Dave Campbell's and so on and so forth, um, which is understandable. It's hard to pick against a back-to-back state championship team, um, but it seemed like that the slot T offense was very well studied by the Malakoff coaching staff. I agree. And they made sure that they had a helmet on every person on that backfield. And then when there wasn't, there was very, there was a lot of swarm tackling going on because the slot T offense, they'll, they'll do a lot of misdirection. You kind of don't know where the ball's going uh, a lot of the time, but Malakoff's defense really didn't, didn't falter when it came to that. They they stepped up and really contained this Franklin team uh, more than they had been all year, except for the Lorena game, which we've talked a lot about too. Now, in that Lorena game, I felt like that that was kind of one of them one-off games in, in that situation, and, and we talked about that Lorena – uh, Franklin matchup right in in the state semifinals or the regional finals we talked about that matchup and uh, Franklin I, I'd have to go back and look the score up but Franklin dominated that game over Lorena so that you know that says a lot right there about that Franklin football team uh, really and truly but you know uh, like as you alluded to tightest football game thus far as you got to that point of the state championship games, that Franklin Malakoff game. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it, I hate to use this cliche, but it is what it is, right? It, it was, it was a good game and the better of the two teams won. And we've seen the stable of running backs that they have there at Franklin and, and seeing those guys, that's why we picked you and I went with Franklin in that football game. Well, cause we've both seen Franklin play. And we thought that uh, they had righted the ship. Uh, they were starting to roll at the right time. They were back to their playoff form. Uh, they were able to handle Lorena handedly. And, 
you know, it was it just hard to pick against them. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, a lot of people had uh, Franklin the win. Only I think a handful of people went uh, went with Malakoff, and but uh, hats off to Malakoff when they won their first uh, state title uh, of the year or of the year of all of their entire school history. Yes. Uh, so their first title, I mean, but it's not, uh, it's not a team that uh, hasn't been in the conversation and in, in playoffs in the past. We just knew it was a matter of time for Malakoff to pull one off. No, it's definitely a team that we've talked about year in and year out and making deep runs in the playoffs and uh, congrats to Malakoff's on their first state title. They're in school history. Um, super proud of those guys, and uh, we're going to talk about some more state championship football games when we come back to the Five Nine N Sports Show on Texas Podcast at Texas Podcast Media. We'll be back right after this. Howdy, folks. Randy here at Randy's Rubs. It is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936 972-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com and welcome back to the 590 sports show craig erwin trent hart here in the hot box texas podcast media welcome in everybody here on the show this week as we're talking state championship football games from this last week. And uh, we hadn't talked about – we talked about Terry Mills winning the Pickums on the 590 Sports Show this week, sponsored by Randy's Rubs. It don't suck, y'all. Go see our good friends over there at Randy's Rubs, randysrubs.com. Get all your seasoning. Uh, I got my four-pack in, got ready for Christmas this week, and going to do some pork loins on the – traditional smoker not the uh man card taking pellet smoker Trent. easy bake oven get it right hey whatever whatever you want to call it it's that's all on you but um i still got my man card and uh i use i'm using my grandpa's pit yeah well i'm i'm not ashamed of it i'll do a prime rib next week on it and it will taste just as good you do you boo you do you so when we talk about the Pickums, you and I were we we picked six A or excuse me one A all the way up to six A right. Uh, that's right. what you and I went with, and um, but on the Pickums, they're on the Five Nine Sports Show. We went with just two A up, right? Because there's not very many people that follow six man football down here in this area because it's just not that prominent um, in our area. Right. So, coming into this 3A Division II game, you and I, we had picked stride for stride, right, with the Pickums, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we were we together. Had, yeah, we had we, – we both had uh, Benjamin, Gordon, Timpson, Albany. We both had Franklin, lost that one. Uh, this is where we separated, right? You yep. took Gunter, which, yep. you know, Gunter entered uh, the state championship game uh, Thursday night, they were the overwhelming favorite. And this was a game that I second-guessed myself at the end of the broadcast last week. I took Tidehaven. 
obviously lost that one uh contributed to my overall loss you know greg went eight and two which is uh you know pretty daggum good there greg well thank going you. Eight, eight and two on these football games that not many not many people not many people out there can say that they went eight and two when they did these pickums um i also went seven and three which i think was quite a bit of seven and three uh records out there when it came to pickums across the state uh so i'm i'm not disappointed with that showing either yes. but no this is where we uh separated uh 30 to 14 is what uh gunther ended up winning this football game by and uh you know their their defense seemed to uh lock down tight haven from the get-go uh especially uh in the first half and in the second half uh walker overman uh, the star for Gunter took over, accounting for 321 total yards and leading them to that victory. The fourth state football title since 2016 and marks the first time Gunter uh, has won back-to-back state championships. Um, you know, the defense only allowing two touchdowns and 190 total yards of uh, of offense for Tidehaven. And, uh, but, uh Second half was a different story. They only allowed 80 yards or 89 yards in total. So from start to finish, it's it's pretty much it was the Gunter show. It, it was, and you know, it's hard for me to touch on any of these games because I was at work and didn't get to see them. Uh, but I was definitely keeping up with the finals, um, and I had my spiral notebook that had all of our pickums on there, and I was putting check marks on them for myself. And uh, this was the, that game was the separator, really and truly for you and I, uh, in our pickums uh, to get started. And then obviously, when we get up into six A, we had a separation in there as well, I believe, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But jumping up into four A Division One, the only shutout of the weekend of the week of football. Jumping into four A Division One, Anna shuts out Tyler Chapel Hill twenty six to zero was the final in that football game. Absolutely shell shocked whenever I seen this. You and me both, right? This is a game I didn't get to watch. I wanted to watch it, but I was I was doing some other things at the time, unfortunately. Uh, but I was scoreboard watching, and you were you were texting me for that too. But uh, like we mentioned last week, Anna is one of those teams that we watched. Uh, throughout the year, just kind of kept an eye on, not really talked about all that much, but we just kept an eye on them. We knew that they were there and they were lurking down there in that region. And and turns out that they ended up in this uh, game and dismantling Tyler Chapel Hill in the 4A Division One championship game. It was uh, pretty, you know, this was a game that was watched by quite a bit of people and it was pretty anticipated uh, to watch, you know, because Tyler Chapel Hill's got a long history of what they've been able to do. Uh, but they, Anna, the, the sophomore quarterback from Anna, DeAndre Williams, uh, showed some poise, uh, especially in that first drive. And he took it nine plays, 65 yards, and ended, ended up with a touchdown on that, which set the tone for the game. And Anna just, they just uh, went to town after that. And, uh, you know, Congratulations to Anna for their first uh, title in program history. Uh, there was quite a few of those uh, that we saw. We saw a lot of back-to-backs, and we saw a lot of 
uh, first time state champions. So that's always cool to see. So with that being said, I, I, I've tried to talk about these guys as much as I can uh, possible. And I was able to listen to a little bit of the broadcast of that Tyler Chapel Hill game over there on, on NETSN. It's an app that you, that's out on Apple. And I believe it's out on uh, uh, Android, Android devices too, if you're one of those guys. But um, Brent Sweeney, they did a, a full audio broadcast to that football game, and I was able to listen to about the first quarter uh, before I got tied up at work and uh, wasn't able to list, uh, listen anymore uh, with going up and down and, and, and losing signal on my phone. Wasn't able to keep up with them. But go go download that app, uh, NETSN. Download that app. They have a weekly pickums for high school football and stuff. They broadcast high school football, basketball, baseball, the whole nine yards. They do it all. Brent Sweeney and crew, they're, they're a super good group of guys. And, uh, so go give them some support and some love. And, uh, they do some good podcasts that come out on Wednesday nights as well. So, uh, they do a live show plus podcasts and stuff. So, uh, go give them guys a listen, give them a like, show them some love because, uh, they, they definitely, if you, don't if you want to follow some of that stuff up there in northeast texas that and that's where they're at you know and uh hence the net northeast texas is what that stands for so uh y'all give those guys some loves there love there another game for a division two belleville at gilmer out of there was two games all three days four days that i wanted to watch this was one of them and it was probably they were the two best games I feel like that were played all weekend long. Belleville fall in their first shot at a state title. Belleville falls to Gilmer twenty eight twenty six. Yeah, I mean that was a that was another one we we both had Belleville pick to win that game. I think we were we were jumping on that uh, Toby train a little bit. When well, it came to choosing but Belleville. it was rightfully so. Whenever you go back and you look at what Belleville has done and the numbers that they have put up throughout the year, right, and with what the numbers – with what their defense has allowed or what they haven't allowed, right, uh, they're, they was probably one of the best defenses in the state overall uh, with points allowed. They were averaging seven seven and a half points a game as all their defense was giving it up. I mean, we, we – Last week when we were going over the uh, going over the numbers, it was so close. But where Belleville stood out in that was their defensive points, and was really the direction why we went that way. Right, it was, and it, you could you can see that reflected in the score. Right, twenty eight to twenty. That's a super tight ball game, and you basically could have flipped a coin on this. But uh, you know, I mean, Gilmer. I mean, they they kind of. You know, they they had a lot of doubters coming into this football game, apparently. And uh, I think Belleville was favored by most of the people that were making picks. Uh, but the Buckeyes, you know, they, they bug deep and uh, pulled out the victory over Belleville. And, uh, you know, it was uh, an underdog enter, entering in. And, uh, you know, you, you've got you to gotta like uh, those underdog stories no matter how they come. No, you you do. You got to absolutely love them, and, and and that's what it was about right there. And and uh, hats off to Coach Grady Rowe on getting them there. He's been there at Belleville. Belleville was representing pretty big this last week as uh, the NFR was going on. They had a guy there uh, in the KFR Open 
from Belleville, Texas. So, uh, uh, Belleville representing really big this last weekend, uh, representing the state of Texas and, uh, credit those guys being able to get there and, uh, looking forward to what they can do in the 2024, 2025 football season. Uh, moving into Alito in 5A Division One, Alito wins their 11th state title over Smithson Valley. 51-8 to was the final there. And uh, one of the talking points that I was going to bring up is, you know, you, you drop back and you look at the six-man scores and some of the early scores until you get to the Franklin game. Just really big margins there. The Belleville game, tight game. But Alito just absolutely embarrassed the Smithson Valley. 51-8 was the final in that football game. Yeah, I mean, it was just another dominating performance by the Bearcats. I mean, winning, uh, you know, their 12th state title overall, I believe is what it is. Uh, 11 of, let's see, what is that? 11 of the Bearcats' 12 state titles overall have been earned in the last 15 years. That's crazy. I mean that's it is, and I, I, I don't was was Alito in the lead for most state titles before this? I believe or they were. I believe they were in the lead. As a matter of fact, okay. I know they were, because I was looking yeah. through that website that me and you were talking about, and that's where all the state titles. I'm I'm curious to get back on there and look at the updated uh, after this year's games. Well, I mean this game was no surprise. Alito was the just odds on favorite for everybody. I think everybody had them, uh, you know, pick to win. Uh, you know, there was 51 unanswered points, uh, you know, in the, it was just, uh, that was a game I didn't watch and I'm kind of glad I did because it would probably been kind of painful to watch, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just had been impressive what the, the Bearcats program has been able to do in class five, a, um, you know, added to their legacy and to their trophy case. Um, you know, that's uh, all the whole thing started in the late nineties and, uh, continuing now it's just, uh, we, we're going to continue to see Alito in the future. Yeah. As a team, we're definitely going to keep talking about now here, let's get to the big story, right? First time since 1975. And, and we've highlighted this team a lot on the podcast this year. Port Natchez Grove wins beat South Oak Cliff 20-17. to 17. Not only did they beat them, but that was the highest attendance game in all of Texas high school football in the state See, championship sure playoffs. If it, if it beat it. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it beat it, the, uh, this, uh, the Duncanville game. I wasn't, I didn't Duncanville the game, uh, and, and I have it pulled up. I actually, uh, Tepper uh, made a tweet about it, and – DeSoto Summer Creek attendance was 32,346. Okay. The 11, the combined 11-man attendance for the weekend was 193,776, which is the lowest combined attendance since the game's moved to AT&T Stadium up there in Dallas. Really? But you had read a stat or posted on, on the Facebook page, 33,000 at that PNG South Oak Cliff game, and that's a home game for South Oak Cliff. And if you looked at some of the pictures that we put on the Five Nine and Sports page, and I sent them to you, Trent, they were three tiers high. P and G was, yeah. yeah. And it was the same way at the Duncanville game. I was watching that uh, while we were at the restaurant, and I was I was just in awe of how many fans were there. 
but uh, you know, more more at the PNG game. I mean, we talked about how well PNG travels and how well supported that the Indians are, and man, it showed. It, it really I mean, did. The four hundred nine showed out, and I. I, the one question I have, and, and there was so many, and I was talking, I was listening to the to the Chapel Hill broadcast, and they were talking about stopping at Bucky's and all of the blue and gold that was there for Chapel Hill. Could you imagine the wave of purple going through a Bucky's yeah. on the way up there? Because yeah, I mean, they probably they, travel. You know what I'm? You follow what I'm saying? Can you imagine? I'm sure they had but there was buses, and I'm sure that there was just loads of of SUVs and cars pulling in there i'm sure that the bucky staff they were thought they were being invaded the bucky's hit the lottery this last weekend of people traveling texas high school football i'm telling you and we're not sponsored by bucky's and i i'll tell you a story off the air about bucky's trent and you're gonna laugh whenever we talk about it. but yeah bucky's bucky's did did the bill but png gets the win and uh super proud of those guys super excited uh the only state title that was brought back down here to Southeast Texas. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, that, you know, everybody, I think everybody down here, uh, not just within the golden triangle or the four Oh nine, I think everybody down here was pretty pleased at Port Natchez Groves being the only team in this particular, uh, area of Texas to bring home a state title. Uh, you look at the map, uh, and I saw the graphic of the map of all the state champions and, all those along the I twenty yes. corridor there, then DFW and moving and moving toward uh, the west uh, it was dominant uh, in winning these football games. Uh, we talked about Region three and the dominance being showed there. There was quite a few Region three uh, teams that brought it home, but as far as Southeast Texas goes, there was a, a immense amount of pride. Uh, I, I believe from what I saw on, on Facebook and, and uh, you know, Twitter and stuff, there was a, an immense amount of pride uh, from just from down here in general. That, yes. Uh, the Port Natchez Groves were able to, to get that win and to get that state title. Um, you know, the, I think the, the big thing was, you know, their kicker. And well, it was one of the big things was that their senior kicker, Gino Oseguera, taking home the offensive MVP for his state championship record, four made field goals, uh, you know, in one game, right? So it was, uh, and all for PNG could indeed, uh, there was two-time title defenders, South Oak Cliff, to de- like it was just field goal to death, right? Right. Basically what uh, South Oak Cliff had to go through. Uh, but for him to take home, you know, that MVP honors for setting that record for four made field goals in a game, um, that's know, impressive in awesome itself for him. You don't see field, you don't see field goal kickers winning offensive MVP in a state championship. No, you don't. Let's jump into the both of the six eight games real quick. And and uh, we we knew this was going to be a shout out, uh, uh, a dominating fashion one way or another, right? And what was more impressive is six eight division one, six eight division two. Both of these teams coming out of the same division. All four of these teams. Coming out of the same division, same districts, districts, right? And uh, Duncanville is uh, winning the winning the head to head now against North Shore. Forty nine thirty three was the final over there as North Shore loses right. that one. And uh, big game. And we can beat these guys. We can talk about them to death. And then 
in 6A Division II, the primetime game at 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday night. Uh, Summer Creek, unable, just completely unmatched against DeSoto. 74-14 to 14 was the final yeah. in that football game. So it, it brings back – so I had somebody, one of our listeners, message me over the – I guess it was Monday or Tuesday – about who is the best team in Texas high school football after what DeSoto did. And I said, I think I told him, I said, I believe DeSoto pretty much made that statement already when they beat Duncanville in the regular season. And he I said, totally you're agree. right. He, uh, to actually what he said, he said, I need to come get on the podcast because we got to talk about this. And I said, well, it's on the list, you know, but, but that's what he brought up. And I told him, I, I told him, I, I said, Josh, I said, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, I said, DeSoto already proved that whenever they beat Duncanville earlier this season and, you know, Summer yeah. Creek, their first trip to, to Jerry's world state championship football game, just outsized outmanned, right. Uh, against a really good on, DeSoto. On football. Yes. 74, 14. And, and I mean, they got two guys that make up the whole offensive line. Did you see that deal I shared the other yesterday or whatever? It's like, what are they putting in the water up there in DeSoto? Yeah, I mean that uh, that lineman they have at DeSoto. What is he six eight? That, that, he is a giant, yeah. and uh, he is a he is a man. He is a man playing with a bunch of boys. When you look at him playing on that football field, mm-hmm. uh, you know I watched some highlights of him uh, today, actually, of when they played Duncanville and how he was just manhandling people left and right and none of these guys are small no none of them this this dude makes them look small yes it's crazy the size of his name uh, i'd have to pull up facebook to be able to to be able to tell you but he he is absolutely large and 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 just impressive and he's going to go d1 somewhere i'm sure um he's going to be playing in the nfl i I just i yeah i have that feeling no, I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So back to our pickums, mine and yours. Yeah. Yeah, we uh you know, we got uh we both got Anna. We talked about them earlier. We both picked Belleville, Belleville dropped, we both picked Alito, we both picked PNG. This is where we separated. You you went with Duncanville, the smart pick. I went with North Shore. I went more with a sentimental value uh, with North Shore being down here in our area. Uh, but, uh, you know, North Shore got handed. I mean, just they had opportunity. But Duncanville's athleticism and their speed is what beat North Shore. Well, they got like 20 D1 commits on that football team. Duncanville does. Yeah. I mean, it's something, um, some stupid number. Yeah, it it, it really is. It, it's it's stupid numbers with what they have, and, and what's going to what's going to go play at the next level. It 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 really is. The amount of kids that are going to play college football that with what they're doing. Here's the other side to it. Here's what's impressive for me, and I'm trying to pull it up. Is uh, I seen it earlier, and uh, was North Shore was something about North Shore, right? North Shore back in the state championship, 
is the same empire with a new captain. So over the last 29 years, they've had three different head coaches, and they've all coached underneath each other. You follow what I'm saying? Right. So they have built what North Shore has done with their coaching staff over there is they have built an empire, which all started back with Willie Gaston. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This, Willie Gaston is this year's head coach, which is he's alumni from North Shore. He played football there. So it's been built over the last 30 years. It says 29. Might as well say 30. We rounded up. We simple folk yeah. around here. So over the last 30 years, what they've done with their coaching staff and what they've built to to have these guys come in, and it, not only are they building athletes, but they're building coaches and, and, and making a – making a statement and to have a program uh, that makes that long of a run, I would be willing to bet that there's nobody else in the state that has a program that, that could go back and, and talk about how long they have been building and, and back to back to back to back. There's not another program in there. In Texas, well, other than other than Duncanville, maybe Alito, right? Maybe, um, but you but, already said you know, Alito's been been there what since the early two thousands. Yeah, uh, well, if you talk about like, I mean, Duncanville, they it's their third in uh, school history, dating back I think to ninety eight. Um, I think uh, the only team to defeat Duncanville this season, where we talked about, was the Soto. Um, we talked about their commits. Uh, we talked about last week how, uh, you know, these two teams have met the state championship game in in five of the last six years. Uh, you know, 2023 marking the third consecutive meeting between these two teams. Um, but there's a reason why these two schools have met so often. One of them is what you just talked about in the dynasty and the legacy and the, the empire that has been built in North Shore. Um, but – these are two of the best football programs in the state. I agree with down. you. I agree with right. you. Right. We're going to take um, Trent. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to wrap this up. I got some yeah. more stuff and we're going to talk a little bit more about North Shore and uh and uh Duncanville and such. But uh let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all of that and some more here on the 590 Sports Show powered by Texas Podcast Media. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.
And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart in the hot box of Texas Podcast Media. And once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Randy's Rubs and Bullfrog Environmental. I'd like to thank each and one, each, both of them. And uh, I'd like to thank Kristen Hart and Rachel Irwin, our wife sponsors that deal with us sitting in here doing this once a week uh, here on the 590 Sports Show. And uh, definitely those of y'all that don't know, I have a three-year-old that my wife is trying to keep her angled downstairs plus cook dinner and everything else. And, and he loves to get up here and put the headphones on and podcast with us uh, as uh, we normally record on Monday nights. And, and when we came in, I came in yesterday, he's like, dad's at podcast night. And I was like, well, we're actually not going to Trent's got some stuff going on and, and so on and so forth. And uh, so we're going to do it tomorrow night. And he turned, he says, Mom, you said tonight was podcast night. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but he likes to get up here in the hot box and uh, throw the headphones on. I got some recordings of me and him having conversations and stuff. So uh, it's a lot of fun building memories with him and uh, getting him excited as somebody to take this thing over whenever I finally retire after he gets out of high school, right? So uh, looking forward to all that. But yeah, I looking on Twitter – and I don't get on there very much. I don't post on there very much, if any. Uh, maybe share one of our, our park podcast or something like that, but that's about it. But so uh, Tepper shared the other day the longest active winning streaks in Texas high school football entering the 2024 season. Gunter, 31 game winning streak. Alito, 29 game winning streak. Benjamin, 29-game winning streak. Albany, 27-game winning streak. DeSoto, 22-game winning streak. Malakoff, 16. Timpson, 16. Gordon, 15. The only team that we didn't mention in there that's won won the state title this year is Duncanville. And Duncanville lost to DeSoto. That's just a bad draw. Like, knowing that just knowing that you're in the same district, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it's just, again, one of the, uh, two of the best teams in the state in the same district. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it just goes back to just how well and how much, uh, they have invested. I'm just saying the school districts have invested in these programs and to make them what they are. And yeah, it's a bad draw to be in the same district, but who knows what, uh, what the districts might hold uh, coming up, you know, with the realignment, uh, you know, things might change a little bit and uh, we might see, you know, those two separated for all we know. Um, but, uh, you know, you talk about Duncanville and, and the way that they kind of just dominated uh, gaining 449 y- yards of offense on the night, which is a huge number uh, against a North shore team. Uh, you know, it's uh, this came down to uh, dominance and athleticism, and, and Duncanville had that just like DeSoto did in their dominating performance as well. Uh, the, and you know that Dallas-Fort Worth area, up there in that area where they're at, there's so much that draws people in there, right? And uh, as far as the economy works, so on and so forth, and, and, and that's part of what makes those two programs to be what they are uh up there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and uh, two programs that we'll be talking about for a long time. Let's talk about yep. – I want I pulled up somebody went out there and ranked all 
of the state high school football games, put them one to 12. And I'm going to run down the list of what the games are and how they were ranked from worst to best. And I think whenever I come through this, you're not going to be surprised when we talk about these games. But number 12, DeSoto and Summer Creek. That game was a blowout game. What, 74-13, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Number 11, Alito and Smithson Valley. Number 10, Gordon and Westbrook. Number 9, Timpson and Tuller. Number 8, Benjamin and Oglesby. Number 7, Anna and Chapel Hill. Number 6, Duncanville North Shore. Number 5, Albany and Mart. Number 4, Gunner and Tidehaven. Number three, Malakoff and Franklin. So you know what two games are left in the in the other two spots. Who do you think was the number two game, Trent? Don't look it up. I'm not looking it up. I can see your screen. Remember? <laughs> I know you can, and I'm 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 just kind of just saying it. Go ahead, and you go ahead and just say what it is. Gilmer and Belleville were number two. Well, P- yeah, that was PNG and South Oak Cliff was the number one game. Well, I was I didn't want to go out there and say PNG was the number one game. Well, That's, that was that was kind of the holdup. Uh, I almost wanted to go with that Belleville game, just considering how close it was to. But no, that, that was PNG game was exciting, right? Everybody everybody was talking about it afterwards. The, uh, the the thing that I, I saw come out of that game, and we kind of touched on it uh, before we started the podcast, was uh, the defensive interference call yes. that was made. And everybody was just – and I say everybody, it was the, uh, the Duncanville – or not the Duncanville, but the uh, uh, South Oak Cliff fans were all upset about, and they were seeing it on the on the uh, screen there in AT&T Stadium. And, and uh, coming right out of that football game, a lot of people didn't think – that that was pass interference. We'll come to find out, and some of the pictures that were taken and posted online after the fact, you can clearly see there was some some holding going on. Some jerseys was kind of the jersey was kind of pulled off to the side. And you can see it in the photo, clear as day. Confirmed. It's a million dollar photo. It was. I mean, it really was, and that uh, that sealed the deal. Uh, you know, even Matt Stepp was was saying right after that football game, he didn't think that that was pass interference. And then he came back on Twitter uh, uh, a while later and said, hey, the picture's worth a thousand words. Here it is. This this tells the story. It was pass interference. No, exactly. And it, and it was. And I, I, I remember that. But the other aspect of that, I sent you a TikTok today. And right, you never listened to, to it. Yeah. You, you never watched it. So it's about three minutes long. I wish you could have it to where it played over the audio of where we're at. Yeah. Let me see here. So there, there's more controversy in this game, and, and people are trying to to get it stirred up, right, in that PNG-South Oak Cliff game. And, and let's remember, South Oak Cliff, after PNG scored – the go-ahead touchdown in the two-point conversion. South Oak Cliff had, what, like three and a half minutes left to go in that football game and had every opportunity to score. And, and P&G's defense, 
able to was able to stop them. Right. You're fixing to pull it up on uh, TikTok, aren't you? I, I I am about to pick it pick it up. Uh, I see what you're doing. Uh, hopefully, it comes over the, the audio uh, the aspect. Audio. Um. Hopefully it's uh log in and other thing. And something else we didn't talk about in, in with that PNG game is PNG starting quarterback lost his broke his foot in like week three, did not come back until the first week of the playoffs. And not only when he come back, he going into that game, he had been going practicing all week plus going to rehab every week. Uh, so. It was pretty interesting uh, the amount of time, for one, what PNG was able to do with their season and get uh, make their way to the uh, state championship football game, but yet also with what they were able to do without their starting quarterback and him being able to get in there. So uh, pretty neat about pretty that whole deal is pretty neat as I'm watching Trent trying to get logged into. Uh, his, I'm trying to get it pulled up. Uh, okay, so it is logging me in here. So I, I typed in state championship controversy, which was the title of the video, and uh, looking for. Uh, keep scrolling down. I'll see the guy in it. it right, yeah, I, I can see the. Maybe I should type Texas in there with it. Probably so, and that may help it, uh, unless you can type in that guy's name. But we we talked about this and and we uh we we didn't do a good job uh type in um Anson Massey gonna be wearing a black shirt click on there you go just click on him and you'll be able to roll down so yeah here's his uh right okay. there there it is so here it is can you hear this no I cannot Trent's the, Trent's the tech guy he'll have he'll have full audio going here in a minute. Just because of what he is. Uh, You know, and something we haven't talked about, and I'm just trying to fill the air while Trent's trying to get all this figured out, is, uh, you know, we got the realignment that's coming up. It'll get released February 1st. I'm taking off work that day. Hopefully Trent's going to take off work that day. We're going to do a Facebook Live. Probably going to be, we'll probably do a couple test runs, but that will probably be our first Facebook Live uh, episode that we're going to do. And we're going to try to do it together sit together and be in the same place and do the Facebook live there. I think that would be pretty cool if we can get that set up and be able to do that. We got a month and a little bit to uh, be able to figure all this out. Uh, techno- Trent can figure it out. I know he can because he live streams of football games. But with that being said, we got a podcast we're going to put together, probably going to be the first one of the year that we're going to talk about our district realignment, what we feel like district realignments what the numbers are going to look like and we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks we just haven't been able to put it together with the state championships going on and everything else there's been so much to talk about and as well as getting ready to roll into basketball did, did you get, you get it? that time i didn't hear it click it second half of the yep. south oak cliff game a rematch from last year's game won by south oak cliff well this year <clears throat> toward the end of the game Port Natchez Groves is trailing 17 to 12. They're inside the 10, might have been inside the five-yard line. He talks about the holding call here. Down, and I think they're about the six or seven-yard lines where it was. But anyway, somewhere in there. But uh, third down, 
there is a uh, pass in the end zone, incomplete. Looked like both receiver and cornerback were going for the ball. Late flag comes out, pass interference. Yikes. Okay, questionable. Uh, there was a picture stating that it was a, there was a hold beforehand, but the official waited to throw the flag until after the ball got knocked away. Uh, a player two later, this gave a first down, obviously. Player two later, there's an offsides call, and I believe that one was legitimate. But anyway, uh, here comes the big part discussion about that call or those calls. Uh, long story short, Port Natchez Groves scored a touchdown, got a two point conversion, ended up winning the game 20 to 17. They're state champions. It has now come out that one of the officials allegedly is from Port Natchez, Texas. I don't think he was the official that made the controversial uh, DPI call. I don't think so. But that's supposed to be a big no-no, especially at state games, and that somehow squirted through. So <laughs> I, I did see a post, and I'm, I'm checking the legitimacy of it to, to see how true this is, but it looks like um, South Oak Cliff and Dallas ISD are going to file a grievance I guess really? the UIL well, uh, about this issue. You're going to take uh, a lot of this with a grain of salt, right? Right. One of the officials from that chapter resided in one of the participating towns, in this case, Port Natchez or Port Natchez Groves. So got ourselves a bit of a hornet's nest stirring up over this, which really stinks because it takes away from what was a really, really awesome ball game. Now, despite that call, my take, despite that call, Yes, PNG still had to score, which they did. But there were still three minutes plus left on the clock, I think. Uh, enough time. The opportunity was there for South Oak Cliff to go down and win the ball game. They had their opportunity. And I'm sure as any game, you can say it does not come down to just one play, one call. This was a great game. Two really good football teams, two really great coaches, and two great schools. And I hate to see it marred by controversy, but stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Okay, so here's here's my instant reaction to this video. Now, now, just for y'all listening, Trent has. I sent that to Trent this morning, and when we got on air or got ready to get on air, I brought it up, and he's like, "No, I haven't even listened to it." I said, "Well, don't watch it because we'll do it during the show and get your live reaction." So what everybody's going to understand, we talked about officials. Uh, we also talked about, uh, last week, I believe we talked about locations yep. for playoff games, right? For playoff games, both schools, head coaches, have to agree to the officiating crew. Yep. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about that. Now, for state games... The officiating crews come out of different chapters from within the state. The coaches still have to agree to that. I think if I'm if I was reading this right, I think that the uh, the officiating crew for that particular game came out of Dallas, so they were they were the uh, Dallas chapter for Tasso. Right. And I've got to say, watching the games that I did over the state over the state games that were played, the officiating was second to none. Yep. No matter what chapter they came out of. Now, is that to say that some calls could have went one way or the other? Sure. They're human. 
They're human beings. They make mistakes in real time. When you're watching a play in real time, whether you're officiating football or whether you're calling uh, umpiring baseball games or whatever the case may be, you're, you're on the court at a basketball game and you're watching something in real time and making a call on something, whether it's a late flag or whatever, it doesn't matter. That is one of the toughest jobs to do and unappreciated jobs to do yes. in, in, in the nation. Okay, yep. and they get so much flack on it, and I'm 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 kind of a, I'm kind of going to defend them here, and not just because it's PNG, it's just as a whole. It, it we've all been subject to bad calls, but in, if you're a coach or if you're involved with sports at any level, you've been on the the ass end of a call. Yeah, plain and simple, you have. In this case, when 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 this you know there's this controversy about. Oh well, this so and so was from PNG. Now that hasn't been confirmed, has it? No, it, it hasn't no, been confirmed. No. It, it's just what this guy, what's been brought up. It's first I heard of it whenever I seen it this morning. But well, even if that's the case, both coaches have a piece of paper of the referees that are going to be at their game and who they are. And how many games they've done, what games they've, they've a done, full and stat so sheet. on and so forth. Yes. A full stat sheet, right? They have all of that information in front of them. Both coaches have to agree to it. The coaches agreed to this officiating crew just like any other game. You have to accept the outcome. Now, that's not to say that coaches can't protest and, and you know, file complaints and this, that, and get things and the other. But right. I've seen it done. I've been asked for video, uh, you know, of games that we've covered to submit to Tasso. I mean, I I understand that, but in these state playoff games and these championship games, what I witnessed was officiating that was above way above average. I agree. They were a, they were a level officiating crews. I agree. Super good football games. And, And I didn't get to watch much. I really didn't. I watched highlights and everything else, but didn't get to watch much, but whenever you're you're competing at the state level, you're getting the best of the best, and that's what it's going to be in the state of Texas. And and, and these officials are graded by the coaches, uh, by their uh, supervisors, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot put in, that goes into picking these Tasso officials and that get brought into those games. So uh, anyway, very interesting, and, and I was glad to get your take and and you be able to watch it and get a live reaction on it. So. Uh, it's pretty interesting, but that's going to be a wrap yeah. for us this week here on the Five Nine N Sports Show. We're going to take a break. Or excuse me, we're going to we are going to take a break. We're going to take a week break, and we're going to come back yeah. after the first of the year um, with a uh, another podcast. Uh, the first podcast of the twenty twenty four football. Uh, excuse me, twenty twenty four year. Uh, You're tired. Our, we I get am. it. You're it's, tired. It's it's okay. It's been a very long week, and uh, if you only knew what my work schedule was over the weekend, you, well, Trent knows, and it, it's just it's taking a toll on me. But uh, looking forward to uh, a nice break, the Christmas holidays. We hope each and every one of your families has a very, very, very Merry Christmas, and remember what the season is about. It is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and uh, let's keep that. And remember that as uh, we get into the Christmas holidays. I know Trent's going to get reminded of it all weekend long. Um, 
I'm sure his father-in-law has y'all lined out pretty well for the Christmas holidays. So, uh, definitely hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and a, and a happy safe new year. And y'all are listening to us in the 2024 season as, uh, everybody gets through the holidays and stuff. So, uh, basketball, baseball, softball coming up. We got a lot to talk about. Lots of Uh, realignments, coaching moves, all kinds of stuff. Lots of good stuff to talk about here on the 590 sports show. We're going to have that and a lot more. Uh, looking forward to it. For Trent Hart, I'm Craig Irwin. We will see you at the game. See you at the game. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.